0: Save us. Um, I don't really care why he died, to be honest. Because we all die. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not a non-believer, but, I mean, everybody's got to die eventually, you know? Um, I, to save people from their sins? Oh, no. I don't know. <sighs> I don't think I... I don't think I know. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think he was uh, put out to pasture because... He was a, he was a threat. I don't try to think of those questions. I mean, I believe that there's, you know, something out there, but I'm not religious. I don't get into that, so.
0: Hmm. Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. I have a history with that. So, uh, my first reaction is, um, cautious. Wow. Well.
1: well, good morning. Y'all, all right? Great! I get a great. That's awesome. So, will you join me in
0: sing this? He loves us. Oh how he loves, us oh, how he loves, oh, how he loves. Oh, how he loves. Oh,
1: how he loves. Come on, sing that again. He Father, we thank you for your amazing love. We thank you that it's your love that causes you to show up in a place like this. God, that you are here, that you are here with us. And Father, I pray that I would decrease and that you would explode. I pray, God, for a prophetic flow. I pray that you would pour out a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your son, Jesus. God, I do thank you that you prepared a heart for a message and a message for a heart. And God, that you would do only what you can do, that today you would give sight to the blind, you cause the deaf to hear, the mute to sing, the lame to dance, that you would even raise the dead. God, anoint my tongue to speak, anoint our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, them babies look sharp. They look good. So we, we're in the series, Foundations, and the question is, what is holding you up? And um, what is, you know, what are you standing and staking your life on? And uh, I was reading a book. As I was getting ready, it's called The Love Marks Effect. It's by this marketing genius, CEO Kevin Roberts. Kevin Roberts wants uh, companies and business owners to rethink how they engage consumers and how they attract them because he understands that there is a consumer revolution that's taking place. And all the more with the social media age. And one of the main ideas of his book is quoted by, I think it's the Daily Telegraph. And what they said is that, they said basically customers must fall in love with the brand in order to stay loyal to it. Because Roberts understands that love is the basis for loyalty. And the God who is love is loyal to mankind, his creation. We need to understand that he is intensely moved by that which he has created. Only God is not a consumer who falls into love. No, no. He, he loved us and he knew us long before we were ever in our mother's womb in the way he knew Jeremiah the prophet before he was formed in his mother's mother's womb, he knows us and still loves us. (laughs) So I stand here this morning to tell you that you are deeply loved by God. And my prayer is that that would be something that would hold you up that you will live on the foundation that you are deeply loved by God. And the truth is, it's a hard statement to reconcile with. Why? Because each one of us knows our own propensity to blow it. It's like John Newton, who was the slave owner. He wrote the song that you all know, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch. Like me, wretch, the urban translation, the hot mess. (laughs) He saved a hot mess like me. And we too know the depth of our own depravity, yet God still loves. I mean, how could God love us so much? The psalmist had a similar question, and he makes this statement. He says, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, it's Psalms 8, 3 and 4. When when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, what is man that you're mindful of? And David, with limited technology and limited information, he, he doesn't know the vastness that we know based on technology, but he will look out at night and see the stars. and He sees the moon and stars that were set in place. And he's seen it all this grandeur and all this splendor. And he's like, I got to ask a
0: question.
1: What is man? That you are mindful. David saw the weakness of man, and he compared it to the majesty of God and the awe of God's creation. What is man, David asked, because David understands that man is prone to wander, mortal man, to the God of the heavens. What is man to God who created the heavens and the earth, who God who has millions upon millions of angels singing his praise? David was like, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man to a God who is totally not like man? Although we're made in his image and his likeness, Balaam the prophet captured it this way. uh, In Numbers chapter 19, verse 23, 23, he says, God is not a man that he would lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. He does not speak without acting or promise without fulfilling. He's trying trying to reconcile What is man that you are mindful? You are mindful that you would mark us individually, that you would know our name. How many you know that God knows your name? Precisely that he knows each number of hair on our head. Well, at least some of us. Sorry, friends. But check this out. It's not that God simply knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows which one is one and which one is 1,001. He's mindful that he would even mention you. That the God of heaven has me on his mind. He has you on his mind that he would mention us or think toward us. David continues this question. He says, what is man that you're mindful or the son of man that you would care for him? You, God, who sits high, would look low and visit us. You would watch over us. You, I mean, as if you are an overseer, that you would visit us. It's the divine condescending. David is so struck by this that he writes in another place, Psalms 144 and 3, he says, Oh, Lord, what is man that you regard him, uh, the son of man that you would think of him? That you know us and you still desire us. Us in our insignificance to this universe, yet you have chosen to know us you choose to think to give an account for to consider us and the question becomes God what is in us that you desire and want to know see Psalms 8 asks the question what is man that you're mindful because it's us being small compared to the universe but Psalms 144 is that we have to be taught everything, and in all that, God still wants us. See, this leads us to the question of the day, why did Jesus die? Last week, Doug answered the question, who is Jesus? And we discovered who Jesus is based on who Jesus said he was. He said he is the bread of life that came down from heaven. He's the light of the world and he is divine and apart from him we can do nothing. He is the word that became flesh, the word that was in the beginning with God and is God and dwelt among us. And and we have seen, this is what John the Revelator says, and we have seen the only begotten of the Father, the only unique Son, Jesus. I love love this. My wife was uh, preaching last weekend and She said, God had one scarcity in heaven, and he gave him away, his son. She said, God is not stingy. He had one scarcity, and he freely gave him. Now, if you participated in Alpha this week, and I certainly hope that you have, and if you have not, you still have time to. You'd have heard Nicky Gumbel give us le- at least four reasons Jesus died. And he used an, uh, uh, an alliteration with four Ps. And, and if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to do so. Uh, you can go to alpha.org TV and you can watch the video, Why Did Jesus Die? And he said that Jesus died to eradicate the pollution of sin. Jesus died to pay the penalty for sin. Scripture says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus came to break the power of sin. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. And Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. So he breaks the power of sin. But not only this, Jesus comes to undo the partition of sin because sin separates us from God. It creates this chasm like we can't get to him because of his holiness and our wretchedness. But Hebrews 10, 19 and 20 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, we have access to God by the blood of Jesus. We have access to the Father by the blood of Jesus. And now by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body, when Jesus was torn in two, we had access to the Father. So this morning I want to continue and answer the question: why Jesus died, and maybe some of its implications. See, David said it this way: what is man that you are mindful of him? And the answer of that question is the same for why Jesus died. Is God is madly, deeply ridiculously, stupidly in love with you. Jesus said it this way, he says, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. You won't find a greater love anywhere than a man that would lay down his life for his friend. And notice it says that he lays his life down. No one took his life, but no, he freely and willingly gave his life up, saying, listen, I will take a bullet for you. You deserve it, but I'm going to take it. It's an indicator of great love. And see, I believe that God, Jesus died because God wants you to know some things. God wants you to know he loves you. It's why Jesus died, because God wants you to know he loves you. Maybe the most famous scripture is John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He is madly, deeply in love with you. He set his affection on us. And I I want to kind of answer this because it's not what is man. That's not the real issue. The real issue is who is God. Because if we the on, on the issue of what is man as if we could ever deserve or earn God's love, we would be out of luck. We could never earn his attention. We could never deserve his love. It's why Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, he says, But God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still sinners. Whoa. He demonstrates his love not when you became a saint, not when you got cleaned up, and looking good like them babies. No, no, no. He, 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 he demonstrates love while you were wretched, you were a hot mess, while you was tripping, while you were fickle, while you were in and out and up and down and wishy-washy. That's when he demonstrated his love. He demonstrates his love in the same way uh, in, in, in the New Testament. In one moment, they're singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. In the next, they're saying crucify him. You know how we have those moments. I, well, maybe not y'all. Some, some of y'all friends, they had those moments. One moment, they're singing praises, The next moment, they're singing Complaints. One moment we're singing his praises, Next moment we're like, well, God, why didn't you do this? And I'm mad at you. But God wants you to know, listen, the cross is proof that God loves you. You don't have to look to any other thing Or any other happening? Well, if this happens, I know God really loves me. No, the happening already happened. 2,000 years ago, when an innocent, blameless man went to a cross with some messed up folks like me and you. That is proof that he loves you. So stop tripping and stop asking the question, God, do you love me? Paul writes in Ephesians 2:4, he says, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. You see, it's not what is man, it's who is God. And who is God? He's rich in mercy He told the children of Israel, he says, I didn't choose you because you were mighty. He says, he chose he the Lord set his affection on them. It was God's deliberate choice. God loves you. You know, I, I think of it maybe this way. I've got four kids, and the oldest is uh, 22, almost 22, Nia. And when she was born, I was 20, and uh, we were stupid. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do, but I did know I loved her. And I loved her regardless of what she could do for me, because she couldn't do nothing for me. In fact, all she did was keep me up at night. And then she would cry. And then she would eat. And then she would poop. And then she would cry. And we would clean her up. Then she would sleep. Then she would eat. And then she would poop. And then she would cry. And we would clean her up. And you know, sometimes as peers, we get like silly, like, oh, her first poop. Let's take a picture. But they can do nothing, but our love is on them. They cost us money, time, and energy. And we're not thinking that. We're thinking, oh, I just love you. Oh. i got to carry her around. She can't even walk. Oh, I love you. And you sit and you look at this baby in your arm and you just bless. It's the same now. I'll look at my children and I'm just, I'm just blessed. It's an amazing thing that even now my kids on college campuses, they still occupy space in my heart and in my mind. What is man that you are mindful when you produce something? just I love him oh my gosh he just he broke my car but I love him (laughs) man they didn't do the dishes but oh I love him he ate up all the food didn't save me no orange juice but I love him maybe you can't relate But not only does God want you to know that he loves you, God wants you to know that he is for you. Paul writes, Romans 8:31, 32, he says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? Now listen, the next verse is in context. Uh, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Listen, the reason he says, listen, God is for you. How do you know that? Because he gave
0: you his son.
1: Jesus died so that you would know that God is for you. And so stop determining whether you're going to do something based on who's against you. Based on your enemies, based on your hardships, based on your circumstances, based on your friendships. No, 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 no. If God be for you, who can be against you? God wants you to know that he loves you and that he is for you and God wants you to know that he is also with you Zephaniah 3:17 says the Lord your God is with you the mighty warrior who saves I'm going to continue this. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Do you know that God sings over you? In the same way when my babies were born, I would sing over them. I would, red and yellow and pink and green, purple and orange and blue. You can sing a rainbow. You can sing a rainbow. You can sing a rainbow too. And I would just sing over my children. I wouldn't even mean deep. Like thinking about a rainbow. <laughs> but Romans 8:37 and 39 says, "No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us." "...for I am convinced neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord." Nothing can can kick off, kick away the withness of God in your life. God is with you. Nothing can separate His love. And check it out. He says, "...in all creation." So no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're going through, God this up. That won't keep me from loving you. How? In Christ. Because Jesus died so that you would know that I love you, I'm for you, and I am with you. You don't do life alone. I know you feel lonely, but God's with you. That's right, Megan. God's with you. And finally, I, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter number three. This isn't on the PowerPoint, so you need to look in your Bible to see it. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Since Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, "Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles, it's most of us. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. All right. Go to John chapter 14. This is on the screen. Verse 16. And Jesus says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. How long? Forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So not only does God want you to know that he loves you and that he's for you and that he's with you, God wants you to know he wants to be in you and he is in you. And see, when you know that God is in you, it changes your disposition. When you know that God loves you, it changes your disposition. You can be like Paul says, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. So in other words, when you see opposition, you know that you're loved and there's power in you. The gospel speaks of our impotence colliding with his omnipotence, making us powerful. You are more powerful than you think. You are more powerful than you think. Paul writes in another place, he says, listen, if the rulers of this age would have known what, what was up when they crucified Jesus, they wouldn't have done it. What was up? Your empowerment. That God would empower you, that you, the, the, the creator of the, of the universe would be on the inside of you. And Jesus died for that. Why? Because God doesn't want any Separation. God doesn't want any distance. The gospel is proof that God loves you and He wants you. He wants you. He wants to relate with you. He wants to fellowship with you. He doesn't just want a relationship like, you know, that's my wife, I'm her husband, yeah, okay, he's father, Your children. But no, he wants fellowship. He wants time. And Jesus died so that we would have access to time with the Father. You are desired by God. And Jesus died so you can experience God's love. for love within. Listen, the best way to experience love, to experience God's love, is to respond to it. And we respond in a multi multiple ways. One way to respond to God's love is to stop judging whether God loves you based on what you see here. But respond to God's love by what you know here. I feel like God would want me to, to carry a sign as if I was on striker. I was at a football game. Instead of go blue, go green, go aqua. And I would just, that just, that failed, didn't it? (laughs) Blue, green, aqua. Anyway, God want to hold up a sign and have me run, you are loved. You are loved. In all your inadequacies, inter- all your failures, all your mess ups, all your setbacks, all your weird stuff, weirdisms, all your craziness, all your foolishness, God says, you are loved. And so we respond to the love. And you respond to love by receiving Jesus, receiving the person. Jesus, come be king in this heart. Scripture teaches that the love of God has been shed abroad in the hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in you. It teaches that that the fruit of the Spirit is love. There's a great capacity in you to love. Just receive His. Know that He loves you, that He loves you, and He's madly, stupidly, ridiculously, in love with you. So I wanna pray. In whatever way that you surrender, I want you to surrender her to his love. For me, sometimes it's lifting my hands. Other times it's kneeling right where I am. Sometimes I just stay silent and listen to his voice. In whatever way you respond to his love, I I just want you to respond to the love of God. And my prayer is that you encounter God's love beyond head knowledge. But to his love becomes an experience that you have daily. Like with a real person. Because he's a real person. Maybe for you, you just listen to me sing over you. If you want to come to the altar, you can do that. However you respond to the love of God, I just want you to do that.
0: He loves.
1: He on you. He you. Loves- And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray that the wind of your spirit will breathe upon your people, God. And, God, that you would completely annihilate and shatter those errors in a heart of abuse and brokenness. And that you would shatter it with your love. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for the one that's struggling with torment and fear, God, that you would shatter it with your love. God, the one that's suffering, loneliness, God, that you would sweep through and that you would blow away all the chaff, all the residue of of bad decisions and, and broken relationships, oh God, and a broken marriage, God, that you would come and that you would blow and you would sweep all those things away, oh God, and what's left is the love of God. Oh, God, that they would know that you desire them, that you want them, that you love them, that you're for them. God, that you would do it by your spirit. Oh, God, that you would lift the one that's in despair right now, Lord, not knowing how they'll face tomorrow. But, God, that they would know that your love is on them, that you set your affection on them. God, I pray that in the name of Jesus. God, there's one that's empty and needs to be refilled. God, I pray that you would sweep over them by your spirit. Lord, there's one that believes that they just can't be forgiven. God, I pray that they would see the cross of Christ. That you paid for it all. There's nothing we could do. There's nothing that we've done. There's nothing that we could do that would keep us from your love. God, help us respond. Give us courage and strength to respond to your amazing love. I pray this. In Jesus' name. And listen, if you're here and you know that you need an an encounter uh, with the love of God, we have people that will pray for you. And we just ask that you would come to the front, someone would stand with you and pray with you. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Family, have a super Sunday. God bless you. God loves you instead of so me.